the Jeep Talk Show. Now, two episodes a week. What? Two episodes? Okay. Yes, that's right. Two. Are you excited? I'm always excited when it comes out on Friday. It's actually a go-to podcast that I can actually listen to while I'm getting over to work or on my way home. New episodes every Friday and early Monday morning and time for your commute. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Well, the JTS team is here to inform and entertain you uh, while we talk about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road uh, uh, <laughs> off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that's also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information about the Jeep Talk Show at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, what's going on, Jeeper? My name is Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I talk about my man. Mike Manley. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. We have an epic you, get, you kids get off my lawn moment involving dumb criminals, and later I start a multi-part series in a hard top repair. And howdy, it's Wendy. Now check out Newbie Nuggets on our Friday episodes where I talk about all kinds of topics for the newest Jeepers. Hey, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and coming up on Jeep Life, wheeling those dusty summer trails. Hi, I'm Tony, and I've got 45 bags of beaver nuggets that I'm trying to get rid of. Here, here, I'll take two. (laughs) (laughs) Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, top of the show, when I said Mike Manley is no longer with us, I mean he's no longer with Jeep. It's the end of an era, unfortunately. PSA, Peugeot's takeover of Fiat Chrysler automobiles to form the world's fourth largest automaker, has had its first executive casualty, with the former Fiat Chrysler CEO, Mike Manley, stepping down as his role of head of the Americas. Stellantis announced Tuesday that Mike Manley was leaving to become CEO of the largest dealership network in the United States, AutoNation Incorporated, based out of Florida. One does not simply replace a man like Mike Manley. Instead, America's chief operating officer, Antonio Fio. Filosa, I don't know who this guy is, will report directly to Stellantis CEO Carlos Tavares. Manley was named CEO of Fiat Chrysler Automobiles in July of 2018, coinciding with the illness and sudden death of longtime CEO Sergio Marchione. When Stellantis was formed, Tavares, who was Peugeot's chief executive, took over as CEO of the combined car maker, all but casting the man, the myth, the legend, Mike Manley, clean aside, virtually ignoring all that he had done for the Jeep brand. And let us not forget what all these other parent companies in the past would be, if not for Jeep. Manley was, has been, and always will be credited with the turnaround of the Jeep subsidiary, which was a lifeline for FCA profits. Manley is well-respected in the analyst community, lauded for his strong credentials to run a global automaker, both in terms of technological as well as strategic transitions. Mike is moving on and will be taking over a dealership group that has posted more than $20 billion in sales, that's billion with an M, and $382 million in net income last year alone, that was million with a B. He starts November 1st, replacing Mike Jackson, an industry icon who has been with AutoNation for 22 years. Jackson retired in 2018, but was called out of retirement when his replacement left the company. 
AutoNation is the largest chain of car and truck dealerships in the United States with more than 300 locations nationwide. The company says it has sold more than 13 million vehicles in its 25-year history. Manu Manly rather, will retain ties with Stellantis as a board member of the Stellantis Foundation. Wow. Not like cool. I said, history. Not end of cool. an era. I saw this coming. The the uh, the writing was on the wall when the takeover happened, and PSA uh, decided that they're not going to make Mike Mike Manley uh, uh, chief executive officer. Right. Bad move in my mind. I think they're going. This is going to be a move that they will regret. Uh, obviously, Mike Manley has a substantial uh, resume behind him that uh, that that is really focused well in 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 the position that he that he has held uh, as CEO. Um, could he have done better? Uh, time would have told on that, uh, but unfortunately, that's a story that we will never hear the end of. Uh, his move over to AutoNation, I think, is more of a means to an end. Uh, is it going to be a good fit for him? Uh, probably. I think he's going to do well pretty much in any position that he's going that he's in, uh, as he has done in the past. Uh, he just seemed to be a natural fit with Jeep uh, and and his role with Jeep in the past uh, with Chrysler and then with uh, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles uh, really uh, has stood out. Uh, so it's sad to see him go. I, I think it's going to be a loss for Jeep, for Stellantis as a whole. Uh, but hats off to you, Mike, and, uh, and happy trails. I hope all the best. I wonder if we could get him on to do an interview to talk uh, talk shit on FCA and uh, Stellantis. <laughs> Look, I've reached out to to try to get a hold of Mike Manley a couple times to do an interview on the show. Nothing was ever sent back. Oh, I remember uh, the cease and desist now. Yeah. <laughs> Whether I had the right email addresses or not, I don't know. Uh, of course, trying to call and get a hold of Mike Manley is, is not something that one can do. Uh, this is a very busy man in a very high high profile oh, position. Everybody's after him too, you know. Everybody's after him, especially, uh, especially now. for news. And 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 we're just you know some little talk show. So yeah, I Jeep who? Uh, so yeah, we'll 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 see Legal. if uh, we <laughs> Mike Manley on the uh, on the horn now that he's no longer associated with Jeep. So, uh, as I alluded to uh, in uh, the, the the previous episode, AutoNation yeah. was the was the company that I called initially, trying to get information on the 2021 uh, Jeep Gladiator, and uh, the uh, it was all email, which is good. I like that. No no personal so you, contact. So I'm sorry to interrupt. You have an AutoNation dealer near you? Very close. It was actually the oh. the same place uh, where I would go and get all my uh, Jeep parts. Uh, it used to be uh, Adams uh, Jeep or something or another. Samuel Adams, I think. Anyway, uh, the, uh, but, the but AutoNation bought it out. So now it was AutoNation. So it's just kind of like right across I-10 from me. So like, you know, maybe two miles from the house. So hmm. uh, wow. I, I had not reached out to, to anybody on the Jeep talk show to, to send me to, you know, some dealership in the area that they liked. So I just went with the one that was closest to me. And literally, uh, I, I mean, I, the guy was responsive. I got an email back. Uh, I, I told him about the uh, the Jeep talk show and how I might want to do some uh, some pictures, maybe some interview with the uh, uh, with the salesperson and so on and so forth. Absolutely nothing in response to that. Wow! No A response. Polar opposite. Well, it was like it was like I was all getting email form letters. There wasn't anything written. Uh, personalized uh, with specific information, you know, like they do with spam, you know, where they just say, Hey, yes. Oh, that was funny. You, you responded to one uh, that we got for the show, the love the show. And we were like, Oh the, yeah. <laughs> and how I, I can help you uh, distribute through all these other platforms. Yeah. And, and yes. stuff like yes. that. And, and 
it's like I can take your half hour show and and and, and put it on yeah. on this and this and this and I was like <laughs> that was clearly so funny. you've never listened That's to right. the show no. because clearly you're not paying attention. Go, we go over 45 minutes almost every episode, and uh, yeah. we typically go over an hour, an hour and a half sometimes. <laughs> I think we even have a two-hour show out there uh, here and yeah. there. But uh, 30 yeah, minutes no, is, so, the, uh, is the, the one everybody thinks that's how long a podcast should be is 30 minutes. So it's a, it's a decent one to go with if you're just trying to uh, do a form email. So anyway, well, that's kind of... Do a little that's research kinda, on the company you're trying to sell. Oh, nobody's to. got time for I mean, that. you gotta, you got to spam on. a bunch of people so you can get 5% return. <laughs> <laughs> on all the spams but You'd anyway uh, i thought it was great that you responded to him telling basically to go to hell um, yeah it was great it was so good josh <laughs> but basic but basically i was getting these form letters back from auto nation this one salesperson at auto nation and literally i was i was in the gladiator had taken delivery of it was driving down the road and the email pops up on the thing and of course I, in this the infotainment center it pops up and I, I read it or I think I listened to it or something. It's this guy, it's this salesman saying, Hey, <laughs> want to check in with you to see if you're still interested in buying a gladiator. <laughs> Just nope. uh, ripping with not so much. <laughs> yeah. No, there was I no follow my, through. I, ch- I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a Bronco. No, it, well, it, no. I mean, it, it was, was no it was follow a, through. I mean, a stark contrast to your experience dealing with uh, was it North Fork? Is it was that or North Side North Fork? Right, Gee, butcher South Fork, Chrysler Dodge South Jeep Fork. Ram. Oh man, Chris, I'm sorry. Chris is uh, hiring a hitman. Um, and Deadpool, he's hiring Deadpool. Yep, yeah, you'll, you'll hear a motorcycle <laughs> and smartass comments right. coming at you. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, it was that, 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 that struck me when I first heard this and I think it was, uh, uh, it was one of our listeners that sent me this on, uh, on Facebook, uh, the story about Mike Manley. That's why I was asking you about it, uh, Josh, because I definitely wanted to make sure we included it, uh, since it just happened. And, uh, I, I just couldn't believe 20 years with the organization and now he's going to go to AutoNation. Hey, maybe he'll straighten it up, but. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to find get down to the minutia. Now, if he if he straightens up this automation over here close by, he's definitely a listener. He's he's heard me complain and he's going to do something about it. So we'll see. <laughs> You'll get an apology letter. It'll be a form letter, of course. But uh, we're sorry about your recent experience with automation. A free used gladiator <laughs> from automation. <laughs> yeah, as it. <laughs> and that's all they do is it's used cars right i mean auto nation it's, is all used vehicles no no I, they sell new that's right never mind i don't i don't know i i don't know what they sell yeah. we don't have them in Oregon, so uh yeah the, no. i think the closest one to me is renton and then like san diego or something like that so yeah, yeah. nowhere near nowhere near they're me. big but i don't think they are well received uh if i've if i remember some of the some of the things i've read that sounds like CarMax, uh, and then that's what we have out here. They're a nationwide uh, uh, entity as well, uh, and I think uh, Tammy's got a son who works for CarMax, so oh, yeah. uh, probably similar sort of business structure, business model as as what AutoNation is. But I I don't know cars and vending machines. <laughs> Well, ever since episode 500, you guys uh, know that uh, those who have been listening to the show for any period of time, at least, uh, know that I've been trying to incorporate uh, a, a fan favorite uh, over the years, some dumb criminal stories that involve Jeep. And and I've got one for you that's a pretty good one here. Uh, police have taken four men into custody following a chaotic chain of events in a Lauder Hill neighborhood. Lauder Hill police uh, units responded to a call of a rollover crash along the 4700 block of Northwest 11th Court at around uh, about 10 o'clock a.m. 
Uh, Sunday, investigators said that the subjects were inside a 2015 Jeep Cherokee that had been reported stolen in Broward County when it slammed into a tree, rolled over, and hit an SUV parked outside of a home. Oh, but if it were only that simple. The man whose <laughs> home resides behind said tree, a Mr. Daniel Howes, said that he actually heard the vehicle before the moment of impact. Well, I was sitting in my garage this morning, and I heard what sounded like somebody doing donuts outside my street here. So I got up to come out here to look to see who it was, and, well, by the time I was in my front door, I had a four-door Jeep overturned and in my yard colliding with my Cadillac, and four miscreants are scrambling around inside the damn thing. Well, police said that subjects then took off on foot. Officers set up a perimeter, and after a several-hour search of the area, they located the subjects, all together, in a field between <laughs> Northwest 51st Avenue and the Florida Turnpike. You know, ordinarily, uh, you know, they, you, you scatter so they can't all catch you at once. But, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, you less. got me it all together. That was great. Dumb criminals. <laughs> Investigators said one of the men attempted to flee again, but was apprehended by a canine. <laughs> I love Yay, dogs. <laughs> oh, two others. Uh, but the uh, the subject was, of course, transported to Plantation General Hospital for treatment of his well-deserved wounds. Oh, yay for the dog. Woohoo! Right. Boy, well, you just never know what they're thinking. The Extreme Recon package isn't exclusive to the Rubicon anymore. Jeep had a, a new release for those attending the D Detroit Four Fest this last weekend. Among other things, Jeep unveiled the previously announced Wrangler Unlimited Willys Extreme Recon. It gets some of the features from the Rubicon Extreme Recon package, but uh, with the retro military look from the Willys model. The Extreme Recon package on the Wrangler Unlimited Willys gets 35-inch tires that wrap around 17-inch beadlock-capable wheels. There's also an inch-and-a-half suspension lift, bringing the total ground clearance to 11 inches. Not bad, right? But just for the sake of comparison here, the Extreme Recon equipment on the Rubicon provides 12.9 inches of ground clearance. Why they're different? Well, I'm going to look into that and let you guys know. And just to put one more nail in the coffin of Ford, well, they're, they're going to need to bury the Bronco in at least, which is the Wrangler's only comp competitor, by the way. Well, that just has only 8.3 inches of clearance. So, na-na-na-boo-boo. Customers will sit, still get the rest of the equipment that comes with the Willys, and this edition of the Jeep comes with a gloss black grille and rock rails, and comes in the Sarge Green. There are also other colors available, but I can't for the life of me imagine why somebody would pick this trim and not want this color to go with it. Finally, there is the traditional Willys in a stenciled font on the side of the hood. Inside of the Jeep, the Willys is available with the heritage tan and black cabin, but an all-black interior is also an option. The combination of the military theming, big tires, and taller ride height creates a rugged, non-stock-looking Jeep right off the showroom floor. The appearance, is, uh, the appearance rather, is a stark contrast to the Tuscadero Pink Wrangler that we have reported on, which is launching uh, right now pretty much at the same time as well. Green and pink. It's kind of like G.I. Joe meets Barbie, except <laughs> in the back of a Tonka truck. Unfortunately, this edition of the Wrangler is solely available as the four-door unlimited model. Buyers can select either the 3.6-liter V6 or a 2-liter turbocharged engine, uh, though prices for the Willys Extreme Recon start at just under $40,000, and deliveries will start in December. Yeah, it looks that, great uh, by the picture. That, I like it. That Sarge Green was a was a, uh, a possibility when I got the Gladiator. That's what Don's uh, a JL is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's a good yeah, color. I really, really like that color. Yeah, me too. Uh, if, if I were to get a, ever get a repaint on a Jeep, it would be that green. It's a good off-road. It. It's a good off-road color. I mean, I generally yes. like uh, bright colors on Jeeps. You know, where you can be seen. But then there's mm -hmm. the other way where you're going off-road and you're kind of 
blending in with the surroundings. So, yeah, uh, it's a good color. Yeah. And of course, if you have a news tip or response to any one of our stories, maybe you want to say something about that Sarge Green, well, let us know what you got to say. What's that opinion? You can do it by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. You know, we've got something for everybody at the 4x4 Radio Network. If you haven't checked it out, well, be sure to do so. It's We've got the On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast. Heck, the Jeep Talk Show is there as well. Tons of great off-road shows. It's all for free. It's all in one spot. Go to the number 4, X, the number 4 again, radionetwork.com, 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, if you've ever cracked or damaged a hardtop, we may just have the fix. We begin a new multi-part series in hard top repair. I can't wait to hear this because you know we have a, a top with the damage. So That's right. So this is going to be good. We do, oh, we do as well. a top for sale. So well, that might work out for you. I got I to repair <laughs> it first. <laughs> Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've been listening to you guys for free for how many years now. And I figure I'm time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love. The Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on, because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little bit? From the mind of Nikki G! Hey, this is Nikki G, and you know... I was going to tell you a joke about Josh flying to Texas, but I think it's over your head. <laughs> Man, I hate it when a bad plane joke never lands. Yeah, let's see if we can save this thing. That's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that most... God dang it, I can't remember the joke. <laughs> Luckily, I have notes. I have no idea what language this is written in. <laughs> I must have been drunk when I wrote this down. Are you ready? This is horrible. A recent study found that women that carry a little extra weight live longer than the men who mention it. Yeah, better luck next time. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. You have a good one. Bye. (laughs) Oh, Nikki. They can't all all be home runs. Nikki G says, this is a bad one. Just think of the what that means. <laughs> Nikki G yeah, is saying, exactly. oh, this is a bad one. <laughs> you got tech questions? Oh, boy, do I ever. We have answers. Oh, that's good. I can, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Now, if you Jeep long enough, well, you're going to find out one way or another, carnage happens. Whether it's a quarter million miles on a wheel bearing that just isn't going to go another three feet, or that quarter panel that just got bent up by that rogue tree root. The more you wheel, the more likely it is that you're going to experience some breakage along the way. It's just the law of averages, right? Okay, I'm sure there are somebody out there, somebody out there who uh, says they've been wheeling for 40 years and haven't so much he's even scratched the paint. Show me that jeeper and I'll show you a mall crawler. Or at least somebody who's never had their jeep in on three wheels or less. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact of the matter is, crap happens. Even if you're trying your hardest not to break something, all it takes is one slip off of one line, and now your hardtop has a nice crack in it. For the smallest of cracks, hairline stress fractures that don't penetrate to both sides, I'd say just keep your eye on it, and really don't worry too much about that for right now. Yes, there is something that you can do about it, but we'll get to that in a little bit. 
For those who have a crack that goes all the way through or have punctured their hardtop, well, it still may be repairable. So Jeep hardtops are made from fiberglass. Most people know that. If you don't, well, that's what the hardtops are made out of. And if yours is color matched, well, then we're not going to be able to bring it back to showroom quality without having the right equipment, the right supplies, and the right skill set. But we can get you sealed up and protected at least and push out uh, having to spend a fortune on replacing that hardtop a little bit longer. Now, what we're going to be doing is what's called a patch job, more or less. This is going to require working with fiberglass itself. In its raw state, fiberglass is a type of fiber-reinforced plastic using a glass fiber and an epoxy resin. The fibers may be randomly arranged, flattened into a sheet, or woven into a glass cloth. There are all kinds of different kinds, depending on the application. It is strengthened using a two-part epoxy-like resin. This consists of the resin itself and a hardening agent or a catalyst. Working with fiberglass is akin to having superglue on your fingers while you sift through shag carpet looking for an earring. It's messy. And trust me, this isn't going to be fun. You're going to need to familiarize yourself with the particular product's mixing instructions as they are all different in the ratio of hardening agent to resin. You will definitely need multiple pairs of disposable gloves around and easy to get to, I might add, and at least a few super cheap paintbrushes. Here's a pro tip. Do not, under any circumstances, you use foam brushes. I don't care how cheap they are, they will melt and they will ruin your resin and possibly even your hardtop. I would also highly recommend having at least one drop cloth to protect the interior of the Jeep, if the top is still on the Jeep, that is. A few little plastic mixing buckets and some stir sticks would also come in very handy as well. And trust me, you're not going to want to use the lid of the fiberglass container. It's not going to work all that well. Now, fiberglass puts off a lot of fumes while it hardens. So you're going to want to make sure that you're working in a well-ventilated area. That doesn't mean with the garage door closed and the Jeep doors open either. I'd even (laughs) consider a small fan to keep the air moving around some because it's that bad. Trust me. Now, here's a quick tip. If you mix the fiberglass resin with too much catalyst, a process called mixing it too hot, or if you uh, you paid attention in, in science class, it's an exothermic reaction. It will actually catch fire or melt anything that comes in contact with it, in the extreme cases if the circumstances are just right. In other words, anything that this stuff touches is is either the work zone or something that will be thrown away. Do not let this stuff touch anything else because, well, it either needs to be the work zone or something that's going to be thrown away. Speaking of the work zone, we're going to get into what you need to do to prep things here in a little bit, but you're going to need to be aware of that once mixed, it is in a perpetual state of hardening the fiberglass resin that is. You will only have a small amount of time to work with the resin before it hardens completely. It's called a a period of work time. Uh, This is why you're going to want to have more than a couple of mixing buckets and sticks. Chances are you're going to mess things up uh, one way or another, so it's good to have some spares. One of the tools you're going to need is a grinder at the very least, as far as it comes down to the actual tools you need to do this job. But a Dremel may be the right tool for the job, depending on, of course, uh, your hardtop, your access, and uh, and, uh, how bad the the, the puncture or the crack is. Now, providing you have the right bit uh, for your your Dremel, that may be the perfect tool for the job. Sanding, grinding, or filling uh, cured fiberglass is, or filing rather, cured fiberglass is a very messy job. It produces a very fine dust that you do not want in your nose or lungs. So I hate to say it, but you're going to need to wear a mask. I know, I know, you're all done with that whole mask thing, but, uh, but trust me, you're going to thank me later. 
Using a rough drum sander bit or a small, mildly aggressive burr bit would be preferable in the case of uh, using, you know, tools to knock things down. The goal here is to knock down all the spurs of the fiberglass, the, the chunks, the things that are all pokey, things that will uh, go through your finger or otherwise, uh, you know, mess up, uh, you know, a rubber glove as you, you know, rub your hand over it. And anything really that's protruding above the top or the underside surfaces of the top. This is going to be the most tedious part of the process, as you're not going to want to go too deep, you're not going to want to remove too much material or slip and gouge a perfectly good area of the top. In the next Tech Talk, in the next episode of Tech Talk rather, we're going to go into the specific steps needed to prep, fill, and finish that crack in your Jeep's hardtop. Wow, it sounds like it's a pretty intense process that you should really know this and understand how to work with fiberglass. Absolutely. This is going to be one of those um, uh, levels of difficulty that are going to be up there. On a scale of one to five, this is going to be about a four and a half. Uh, okay. This is going to be really tricky. Uh, I would suggest having the top off and having the, the crack um, be like laying down on the floor. So if it, let's say, let's say you have a crack on the driver's side of your hard top, it would be best mm -hmm. if that hard top was off laying on the ground on the driver's side. So that you're not trying to work um, against gravity, in other words. It yeah. can be done. And, and you still can get good results. But I'm saying the best for the best results, that's how you want to do it. You don't want to fight gravity, but you still can. Uh, and I've got some tips coming up in the following Tech Talk uh, that will help you along the way if taking the top off is not an option. And for some, it may not be. So if, you if your, your crack in your fiberglass is pushed in... Would you recommend drilling a hole on the other side and, and pushing it back out? And then that's, of course, assuming that it'll stay. It may not stay. Yeah, exactly. We'll get into um, specific types of cracks oh, and, and where the line in the sand is. Because I, I, you know, I got to sort of make a, a distinction here. Just because it's cracked doesn't mean it's repairable. Uh, depending on the severity of the crack, how far it goes through, uh, what kind of puncture it is, if there is one, uh, where the crack is in relation to things like windows or door seals and things like that, it's all going to increase the difficulty level of this kind of repair or possibly depending on how bad it is. I mean, look, if, if you rolled over on the freeway and, and it flipped a couple of times, chances are all those cracks can't be repaired. Uh, if there right. are missing pieces, you know, th it likely is going to become uh, a lot more difficult as well. We're not going to be rebuilding a hardtop. It's just not going to happen, uh, at least not without a substantial skill set. If you're somebody who works in the RV industry for a lot of your life or possibly has dealt with repairing uh, gel coat on boats uh, or has done, uh, you know, uh, fiberglass boat fabrication or repair, obviously you're going to have the skill set to do this sort of stuff with ease. If not... Uh, this is going to be a very, very big learning experience for you. I'm not to say that you can't do it or can't learn how to do it, but the more severe the break is and the less skill set that you have, the harder this is going to be for you. Well, if you have anything to add until the next time, be sure to let me know. Maybe you have a question for Tech Talk, a topic you would like for me to cover. Just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. Hey, this is Don Sumner. I was just listening to your guys' podcast. Hey, I just listened to your podcast. Hey, Jeep Talk Show, this is Casey. Hi, this is Ray Buchanan from Burlington, Wisconsin. Um, hello, this is Dave in Oregon. I would use the bolt locks on my 98 Jeep Wrangler. 2017 Wrangler Tudor. 2008 JKU. Uh, Wrangler JKU Sierra. Uh, even if I don't win, you guys still have a great show. 
Are you living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. Hey, Tony, Josh, and Wendy. You know, whoever came up with just empty every pocket sure knew what it is like to have a Jeep. You may have a newer Jeep and not truly understand the enormity of just empty every pocket. It goes deeper than adding accessories or upgrades. Once your Jeep gets up there in age, you start to really feel it in your pocketbook. I mentioned before about my shock mounts and control arm mounts and needing to upgrade to beefier ones. Now it's time to replace those lower control arms. And something funky's going on with my sway bar links, making funny clinking noises. Oh, the joys of being a Jeep owner. But emptying those pockets are sure worth it when you get out on those trails. The trails here in Colorado are so amazing with those spectacular views from the mountain passes. For the most part, they're easy when it comes to technical difficulty. They can get pretty intense, though, if you're afraid of heights. I have a pretty big fear of heights, or should I say ledges, and that fear is getting a little easier to overcome the more I wheel those mountain passes. Here in Colorado, a lot of those trails are old mining roads, which can be pretty busy in certain areas. There are a lot of motorcycles, or should I call them dirt bikes, and those side-by-sides are everywhere. So you need to be very alert on these trails, as speed doesn't seem to matter to these people. And some of them don't know the etiquette of how to respond when coming upon them on the trails. Extreme patience is needed. Now I know I've mentioned this before, but a great app to have is Gaia, G-A-I-A, Gaia GPS. Even if you just have the free version, you can keep track of where you are and you can record the trails you are on. Now in the Silverton and Array area of Colorado, there are so many, many trails, so many offshoots. It's a good idea to keep track of where you are. Another good tip is to check the weather. A lot of these trails are closed seasonally due to snow. Sometimes up to 10 feet or more of snow. Then there is the dust. Sometimes it's super dusty on these trails. And if you decide to go topless, you could be in for a very dusty ride, so be prepared. And be careful, when you get in the middle of the trail ride and it's kind of warm and you decide to turn up the AC, be expected to get a plume of dust shot out at you. Most of the Jeep Wranglers have spots for cabin filters, but the factory leaves them off. The filters, that is. So check before you go. It might be a good idea to slip one of those filters in if you plan on being out on dusty trails. And make sure you check them periodically because they could get really filled up. Next week on Jeep Life, I share some winterizing tips for those cold weather snowy states. Well, thank you, Tammy, for that information. And just empty every pocket uh, is what Jeep stands for. But did you also know that it means justified expense every paycheck? (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that information, Tammy. And well, listen, how how does Tammy's Jeep life compare with yours? We're always looking for Jeep stories. So contact us and let us know what your Jeep life is like. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how.
Hey, another thing you're going to find there at that website, a web address, is a way to sign up for our newsletter. And it's very easy. We're going to have a link there. It's going to say, say newsletter, you know, all that sort of stuff. You click on that, you're signed up for the newsletter. You get the inside information and uh, what's coming up. And also some great ways to uh, figure out how to join in on the show as we record it. Want to be a part of the Jeep Talk Show? You can. Sign up for our newsletter. And don't worry, it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. We don't sell your information either. Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure that you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss the latest content and bonus episodes. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. You know, it it felt strange the first time I put my hands around it. The texture was supple but firm. And it just felt right to have something like that felt like it fit for a change in my hand. Didn't want to squeeze too hard, though, and give the impression I was nervous. I mean, I've gripped dozens of, of these before, but this was definitely one of the nicest steering wheels I had seen in a long time. <laughs> we had what a, you think a, I was talking about? We, we, had, a, sure. we had a similar <laughs> dis- uh, discussion about the pistol grip on the Glock when we were looking at it at the off-road event. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. No, there was lots of gun talk and steering <laughs> wheel talk. That would be so fun talk. to be there, guys. Oh, sorry, I missed it. <laughs> Casting since 2010.